the Sports Movie Minute Podcast, Space Jam Edition. The podcast where we discuss the movie Space Jam minute by minute. We are your hosts, Chris and Kayla. And this is Minute 58. And Minute 58 starts with a Monstars celebration. And it ends with the start of MJ's pep talk. Yeah, so heavy locker room minute. Um, Very heavy locker room minute. The sacred sports locker room. Um, where did you want to start in this minute? Because, yeah, it's probably not a massive minute in terms of discussion points, but there are some interesting things to talk about, I reckon. Um, I have a couple of small things and then I've got one big thing. So okay. the couple of small things that I have are, can we talk about their sense of smell? And yeah. how flawless it is. Yeah. They pick out the right locker first to go where Stan is hiding. Maybe they got a bit of um, uh, dog blood in them or something. Well, do- dogs. Because dogs have you know, a really good sense of smell. Some dogs. Some dogs. Well, most dogs do. Some have it better than other dogs, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they th- you think that the nerd lucks are part dog? <laughs> Uh, like a distant relation, like lizards are a distant relation of dinosaurs. Okay. So their sense of smell is amazing. We're just going to breeze <laughs> past that. Um, I also was loving how they have to tell Mr. Swackhammer that something's different about yep. them. As if he does not know. Like, what does he think occurred? He has no questions. He has no comments. He just shows up at this game and his the five nerd lucks he sent to go and get the Looney Tunes look like so. And, and he has no comments. <laughs> He's not a details man, Mr. Swackhammer. That's not even a detail. Purely focused on the result. Like a detail is noticing that a door is a knob rather than a handle. Sure. These things went from like an inch and a half three like to call it six inches tops to being 10 feet tall mm-hmm. and yeah he just breezes past that he has nothing to say i i i, I don't know why like <laughs> i can't give you a good answer neither do i that's what i'm talking about maybe he's actually legally blind <laughs> that's the your big theory that he's legally blind uh yeah, well, if he doesn't miss or if he misses the obvious um, right there, maybe mm-hmm. he is an alien. So we're just making wild assumptions on that aliens see and hear in the same way that humans do. Well, they're humanoids, so you would make that assumption. Um, well, we're moving off of this because you're being a weirdo. Um, and then finally, nookies are bad. I don't like them. They're unpleasant. What are bad, sir? Nookies. Oh, nookies, yeah. You know where they yeah, yeah, yeah. rub your head with their fists? Did you get nookied as a kid? No, not regularly. I used to do it to my baby sister, and she hated it. And, like, because when you look at them on TV, they don't look like they hurt. No. Um. And so I was just like, why does my baby sister hate this? It's not even a big deal. And then my older sister did it to me, and I was like, oh, I get it. It hurts. It's just also in a bit of a headlock as well, which is the worst part. You're trying to break out of that headlock. Yeah, yeah. I don't see them as like an endearment, how they're sometimes portrayed in movies like this. They're just annoying. Yeah. 
Um, but okay, those are the three small things. So what what's on your list before? Because it's probably the same as my really big one. Um. Well, yeah. The uh, I noticed again, SWAT camera cigar just blazing away. Always constant. Yeah. 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 True to character. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously Stan's comment um, at the end of the minute: "You guys need a publicist. I can make you big." Um, publicists. What What are your thoughts on publicists? Do you think it's say for a prominent athlete? Pretty much all of them have a manager, um, right? Um, who handles a lot of their affairs. How many players do you reckon NBA players would have publicists? Most of them. Most of them, yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Um. And obviously, we're in. Well, yeah, compared to where we are now, to the 1990s, the role of the publicist might be quite different in that now social media is such a massive thing, right? Well, that's not like a publicist's job is yes, to get you publicity, but the right kind of publicity and to manage your image. It's yeah. not just to make sure that you're everywhere because yeah. people can do that on their own. Yeah. Just, you know, Kim Kardashian and make a sex tape. You're sweet. Yeah. But it's, that's not what a publicist does. Yeah. Gets you the right gigs at the right time to talk about the right things. They prep yeah. you like yeah. that's, that's what it is. Yeah. You're not on board with no. publicists? No. I, well, then my question is, do you, how good of a publicist do you think Stan is and why is Stan Michael Jordan's publicist? He's not. He's the Baron's publicist. Oh, the Baron. Remember? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we had this whole thing with Josh about like he, he's offering to do things that publicists don't do. Yeah, remember? Yeah, like yeah, the gardening yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So he can't be that amazing because if he was that amazing, he'd be a publicist for the MLB and not... The Barons. Yeah, the Barons. Yeah. Maybe um, he knows someone that he's related to the uh, the owners or something. Yes, you theorized that previously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got to go. People forget what happened in the first, like, handful of minutes. you got to go back and listen. Oh, to it. I know. It's been, like, 57 minutes. Pretty We've regularly. Pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, yes. That's the only reason he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think he's off a... Uh, offering his services to the nerd bucks probably was a bit of a well these are monsters now yeah monsters yeah Yeah, was probably not much of an offer no it was very enticing it wasn't um but okay my turn yes i when i saw this minute and to be honest in the following minute in the next few minutes i thought a lot about locker rooms yeah which is obviously um the first thing that comes to mind when you're watching basketball and locker rooms is gilbert arenas and his gun yes um but i was looking for kind of other crazy things that have happened in locker rooms oh cool yeah i had a bit of a look as well so let me Um, say let me let me sorry tell me what you got okay so what I expected, I got, which was a lot of fights. Yeah. So the the list that I was looking at was a top twenty on Bleacher Report, mm-hmm. and like seventeen of them are fights. Yeah. If that's not hugely interesting to me at this point, like sometimes not uh, player on player, sometimes yeah. inanimate object and player. Yeah, yeah. I saw walls. I saw wall, or even um, reporters, journals. Yeah. I saw that as well. Um, but the two, and then obviously uh, Gilbert Arenas is on that list. Yes. The gun. 
But the two that I thought were fantastic, I'll give you my num- the number two and then my number one, was one of them, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, someone, Chris Hansen, was swinging an axe in the locker room and oh, hit wow. himself in the leg <laughs> and took himself out for, I think it said six weeks, he had to wear a boot. Yeah. Why? In, in, in what world would you bring an axe with you? To a game. Actually, in what world are you allowed to? What era is this? Sorry. Do you this have was like context? in. D- 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 not that far, not that historic. Hmm. Recent. Well, like recent. Within, within the past 20 years, say. Who was the player again? Chris Hansen. Don't know. Yeah. So no one's super famous, but. Uh, how you can get an axe into. An NBA arena is NFL, Jacksonville Jaguars. NFL, yeah. sorry, is yeah. even still is just mm. wild. Yes, that's that's crazy to me. But even like, like I think about um, when I would do dance performances, and like you might do some silly things in like. <laughs> it's not called a locker backstage. You might do some silly things backstage, yeah. but you wouldn't ever do anything like dangerous to jeopardize your performance. No, like you're warming up, you're stretching. Like if it's a couple of hours, you like you're playing cards, maybe or reading a book, but you're not like participating in axe swinging activities. Um, <laughs> but my favorite one was Ken Griffey Jr. Hmm. So this was in 95 or 96. I forgot to write it down. Um, And he brought a cow into the locker room because he lost a bet to the manager, Lou Piniella. (laughs) And the bet was, I think the bet was that he had to hit three home runs during a game. And if he didn't, he had to buy the manager a steak dinner. So he just brought him the cow. (laughs) Apparently there is a video of it. Like, there was a link to the video, but that didn't work, and then I couldn't find the video anywhere else online. That seems like that would have taken a lot of effort for him to organize or for him to get someone else to organize for him. I don't know. You just call your publicist, right? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a cow. <laughs> yeah, stands on it. It's no big deal. It's fine. Um, but, yes. Like, yeah. And then, like I said, everything else on that top 20 list was fights, wall punching, some, some alcohol and food-related activities, mm. but I don't find those hugely interesting. Um, and, yeah. That was it. Who brings a cow to a locker room? Ken Griffey Jr. does. He does. Ken Griffey Jr. What a what a goddess. Not a goddess, but I don't like the word god. Um, it's interesting thinking about like the dynamics, different dynamics of locker rooms between different sports and stuff as well. Um, so, oh, sorry, just the different nature. So, like an NBA locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, like apparently they don't like it's they don't get much time or privacy in there before it's just like opened up to the press and here there and everybody and that type of thing. Um, whereas in other sports, it's still probably kept a lot more closed off. In which do you prefer? Um, well, wasn't this how ESPN gets penises all over their content? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, piano. Uh, mm, mm. But it's actually like it's actually quite a problem. How how are we going to talk about sexism again? But yeah, because like, there's issues with female reporters 
Mm. going into locker rooms, which I actually think is why I'm pretty sure they were putting restrictions on it at some point, or they were talking about it because it was essentially that they wanted to give female reporters equal access as male reporters. But, you know, and rightfully so, there are some male athletes who don't want women in their locker rooms, not because they don't want to talk to female reporters, but because they're naked. Yeah. That's just not their jam. Yeah. Um, frankly, I would prefer if there was no one in my locker room, including other players, just, I need my own personal space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that can be quite a, quite a, a, a thing. Like you think it's a, not this big of a deal. Like, Oh, we're going to open up. Oh, good God. You've been ruining a lot of episodes lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, you think it's going to be this great thing of let's open up our, uh, our locker room. We'll give people behind the scenes access, but then it creates these other issues. Yeah, whole can of worms there, right? Mm. Um, even like the – so like NBA, they don't have um, cameras in the locker room during half time, mm-hmm. which in football codes does – in Australia does happen mm-hmm. now. So they're quite – they don't different in there's probably not open press access like there is for American sports, but then they do have the – the TV cameras, uh, like a TV camera set up so they can capture stuff. And that does lead to, still leads to quite a bit of controversy, mm. you know, when a player is having like a private moment or having a bit of a breakdown or whatever. Um, probably makes for good TV, they would argue. But yeah, you do kind of feel a little bit awkward sometimes watching it. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I just watch. Yeah. Yeah. Have your breakdown. Yeah, get it all out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I support you. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was thinking about that as well. I, I didn't write this down. That's why I'm trying to look through my other notes. Maybe I wrote it on a different page. But I was looking at um, sports spying as mm. and things, and it was just so funny because there are so many like in so many sports, it's okay. Like you're allowed to spy. Yeah, but you can only spy in certain ways. And not in other ways. Can you give me an example? I can. I very much can. The um, the NFL, the Patriots issue that happened back in 2007. So they had recorded. Yeah. They, they had uh, recorded a something. Train, uh, a, a training. Train, yeah. Which is not actually against the rules. But you can only do it from certain locations. And they did it from a, non, a non-acceptable, unacceptable location. And that was what they got in trouble for. Not for recording, but for recording in the wrong spot. And wasn't it, um, if my memory serves me right, wasn't it a team that was pretty shit at the time as well? And everyone's like, why are you bloody? <laughs> I think so. I, I can't remember, to be honest. But yeah, like it, it was just so funny because cause if you think about, because um, where my brain first went was Bring It On. Mm. Do you know the cheerleading movie? I do. I know the movie. I haven't seen yeah. it in a very long time. Well, so. Christopher, it's a great sports movie. It's going to be, it's going to be the next one that we do minute by minute. Um, but so they, the Torrance's team, the Toros, they record the East Compton Clovers and they essentially copied their routine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's just like straight up cheating, not Torrance, but big red. Yeah. I was going to say, she didn't know that all their moves were stolen. Right. And then they, no, she didn't know. Made it very clear to her. Um, they like approach her and they they came to one of their football yeah, games yeah, yeah, and they yeah. did the cheer yeah. at the same yeah. time yeah. yeah which I mean poor Torrance I know I know Torrance tried so hard um, 
<laughs> but pff, Torrance, East Compton Clovers, all the way. They deserved to win. Yeah. Um, but then there's a whole other thing about creative license because most creative products are not like you can't copyright them or you can't patent them or anything. They're just open to all, mm. which is interesting. Mm. Did you know that? I didn't know so that. So no. art styles, like fashion, like fashion design, architecture, interior design, like you can't like music styles oftentimes, like you, you can't copyright any of those things. Yeah. Um, yes, it's a big issue in the creative industry. And I probably put sport in that sector as well. Like if you run a play, if someone figures out how to run the play, they can just run the play. Yeah. There's no like intellectual property yeah. associated with it necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, in the case of – well, this happens all the time anyway. All the like – most sports, everyone copies everyone, right? Mm. In play, style of yeah. play. Yeah, it's very common in footy over here, in NBA. Like, it's not, yeah, one team figures out the best way to mm. do it and then everyone else copies. So, if you go through, like, the different eras of the NBA, probably the era that we're going through at the moment, Golden State Warriors figured out, like, a um, which you could kind of argue they almost stole from like the Steve Nash Phoenix teams in a way, figured out a style to play, which involved shooting a lot of threes and spacing the floor. Oh, well, they got that from One Tree Hill. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's one of my favorite scenes in One Tree Hill. You know the one I'm talking about? Uh, I don't because I don't think I've made it that far yet. Well, the kid, like the five-year-old kid, is playing NBA 2K, must be. Mm-hmm. I don't think they brand name it though, for obvious reasons. Um, against like a twenty-year-old guy, and he's like, "Why do you keep shooting threes?" Yeah, and he's like, "Because threes are worth more than twos." Duh. And he's just like, "Well, <laughs> it took people so long to figure this out." Yeah, exactly. And I was like, "That's so obvious." Yeah. Which is Bill Belichick. That's why he always goes for the two-point conversion rather than the field goal because it's worth more. Yeah. 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 If you get your percentage. math, people, math. Yeah, and if you got oh yeah, exactly. If you got guys that are shooting between thirty-five to forty percent three, mm. and then probably like a long taking layups out of the equation, like a longer two-point shot, mm. maybe shooting at like forty to forty-five a lot of the time. Just take the, the step math. back. Yeah, yeah, take one step back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so copyright law, eh? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, right. I, I didn't really have anything else on this minute to, to talk about. Did you um, have any other points? No. No, I didn't. That's it. We can give our listeners a well-deserved early, early mark. early mark. Yeah. Um, Lucky them. Well, uh, They've earned it. They've stuck through, like... That last episode with Johnny, I loved it. I had so much fun. But it was a big episode. It was yeah. really big, so they deserve this. Um... Well, we'll go with like locker room coach theme. So we'll go with a quote from Doug Collins, uh, who coached the Bulls before Phil Jackson. Um, a quote about Michael, of course. I remember that, uh, sorry, and context is uh, this was after um, Michael dropped uh, 50 points in the garden against that famous Patrick Ewing Knicks team. I remember being on the plane, going back to Chicago. Wow, I mean, this guy is something like I've never seen before. 